1: just go to
0: cars.com It's magical.
2: Viking hot takes. Minnesota Vikings are one and one after a bad Monday night loss in Philadelphia.
1: Eric, how you doing, man? I was doing a lot better about 24 hours ago. Well, maybe even before that, because the game was already kicked off by then. But uh, yeah, it's the, the Vikings are still technically winning the division.
2: Hey, we're we're one in one, right? We're one in one, equal good and bad. Maybe we shouldn't overreact, but hey, the name of this show is Viking Hot Takes, so y'all tune in and let's light this team on fire. Let's do it.
0: Let's do it. What's your take? Let's go a Viking. On Viking Hot Takes.
2: It's a simple equation. Kirk Cousins plus primetime equals a loss. That's just basic math. But here's some more math, Eric. We've got six questions, 20 minutes. Are you ready to hop in?
1: I I guess so. I mean, we got to get that bad taste out of our mouse. Let's do it. Let's
2: do it. All right. Put it on the clock, Dave. We're going to start with the first question here, talking about the Eagles game. Eric, were these just growing pains we saw last night a sign of things to come, or do you think this is just one bad game?
1: Uh you have to yes, it's a bad game. It was a terrible game on just about every front. That first half, I mean, they allow the the defense allowed uh almost three hundred and fifty yards, I think it was like three forty six or something like that. Still ended up with over mm-hmm. uh well over four hundred yards allowed. It was mm-hmm. and and the the lack of adjustments, they weren't there. I mean, uh O'Connell basically said that he and the staff were out coached and uh, you won't get any arguments for me because it just didn't seem like there were any adjustments on the defensive side of the ball. A couple improvements on the second half there, but again, you know, when the the Eagles are cruising, maybe they didn't have their foot all the way on the gas and that was an alarming. It just seemed like, well, this worked last week against the Packers. We kept everything in front of us. Let's try it again. What, what could possibly go Mm -hmm. wrong? And the Eagles took exactly that. I mean, um. Uh, they, you could see they, they they took what worked for the Packers, all the stuff in the slants and the flats, and they just kind of accentuated it with Jalen Hurts' legs. And of course, uh, the offense didn't do themselves any favors either. And, you know, that's, I think the Vikings probably got a little fortunate in week one and they played, you know, when they were. Well in control of the game, I think the game plan worked really well. But I mean, last night was almost the exact opposite, almost to the score. I mean, down to it was we yeah. the Vikings one twenty three exactly. seven. They lost twenty four to seven. It was within a point. Um, it, and again, I'm not, Whoa. I'm never, I'm not going to say that it was all Kirk Cousins' fault. You know, this is where I'm going to blame everything because I'm a Kirk Cousins hater and all that stuff. No, it was really a true team effort of ineptitude. There was there were things to point out just about everywhere. But games like this the, that he played, especially in the second half with those three really bad interceptions. Well, first one you could probably put on Jefferson I think he kind of did but the last two off his back foot just kind of desperation heaves I mean that's what his detractors can mm-hmm. always point to and especially when it has that equation like you said at the top the prime time on the road against a good team and he stunk out loud the second half they had a couple chances to get back into that game inexplicably I mean the the Eagles should not take the them on. Yeah. And and it just wasn't there. They had four chances in the red zone or within, I think, within the 30 yard line and zero points out of it. That's that's the bottom line. Both team or both sides of the ball were much too uh, terrible to uh, to, you know, to win that game. But going forward, they're going to have to learn from it. They're going to have to make adjustments. Donatel just can't sit in these shells and these zones, even though it's probably a little beneficial to a lot of his personnel to do that more often than, than under the Zimmer defense. You have to keep them guessing. And the, the Eagles, to their credit on offense, kept the Vikings guessing left and right on offense. And they, they, they didn't get really anything going until the second half. So um, a little both. Hopefully it's just more of a, an anomaly than a sign of what's to come.
2: Yeah, you know, I think you laid it out well. See that, Eric, you always got the numbers to back it up. I'm not going to lie. I don't have any numbers from this game. All I have is my eyes, and my eyes are pretty concerned that these are growing pains. And I'm specifically looking on the defensive side of the ball. That defensive unit was 27th in the NFL in scoring last year, and it's just not good. Sure, they made some upgrades. They brought in a Jordan Hicks. They brought in the Zadarius Smith, but that's not enough to cover up for what might be the worst secondary in the league and a secondary that is going to continue to struggle as they continue to play a bunch of good wide receivers and quarterbacks because those guys are just throughout the NFL. So I think we're due for one of these games, maybe three or four more times this season. Hopefully it's not on the road against a great opponent, but that defense really worries me. The only really solution we have is to maybe get some young guys involved and they're going to have to learn on the field. They're going to be, they're going to show growing pains as well. So it's growing pains for me. Maybe it's just not the Super Bowl contender we thought we were after being one and up.
1: Yeah, it's funny how week one kind of, uh, it, it's, it maybe is a little false uh, positive for, for that. But yeah, I mean, I, we, we got both uh, extremes, that's for sure. All right, my first question yeah. for you. After such a terrible evening, were there any positives that come out of Monday night's game? I'm interested in your answer here.
2: Uh, the short answer is no. I'm not going to reach and say, oh, the punter was nice. Or, oh, we only had one penalty. They should have had a lot more penalties. Like, like not try to knock somebody out. Bother Jalen Hurts enough to get a penalty on him. I'm not cheering for injury, but no penalties is not a positive. I mean, the offensive scheme sucked. J.J. got locked down. Dalvin Cook was bad. The tight ends dropped a ton of passes. They didn't target Adam Thielen. The defensive scheme sucked. Cameron Dansler got benched. Wide open guys running down the field. They couldn't tackle Jalen Hurts. There were no actual positives to come out of this game. And anybody trying to say that, oh, there are some positives is just reaching, man. Admit they sucked and let's see them recover from a bad loss rather than trying to make this loss not so bad.
1: Fair. I'm still giving the special teams props. That was good. The punt, Ryan Wright was good. He was good. He had five punts, averaged 50 yards, and his net punt, I don't. I can't remember what exactly what his net punting average was. He had three punts inside the 20. He had a basically, you know, those old uh, Madden coffin corner drills. Remember that when you used to have the, the rings? He had like a 500-point punt there. It was great. But that's it. you you get outside the like we already covered both pretty well and you 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 listed off a laundry list and that's just the beginning i mean of both offense and defense there were a lot of bad areas but special teams is overall pretty good greg joseph made his one extra point um yeah uh maybe you could say well i mean the block field goal is pretty nice that p2 coming across there but okay we got to talk about the the block field goal quick like chris okay, boyd let's talk about Randall, what, what do you run a, what do you run a four four five or something like that like a four four something i think in the yeah, combine yeah and he's like a tracks he got like second in state in the 100 meters in 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 high school how do you get caught by the punter like i, I know he that's had a little bit of Long a running Horn. yeah but, i mean that dude oh that was it but was every good
2: moment was countered by a bad moment Cameron it was Dancer almost immediately drive and then yep. and then let up a huge touchdown Er Smith caught a touchdown pass and then dropped another touchdown pass. Uh, you know, we block a field goal and then we can't even return it. We intercept the ball and we can't get any points out of that drive. So there's no positives for me. I don't care about the punter.
1: You're, you're so, 100% right that every positive was canceled out immediately, almost by a negative. But shout out to Aaron Sipos, their punter. He's like Australian rules football guy. Maybe you need one of those. He's a good tackler. <laughs>
2: Eric, how many player, how many elite players does Minnesota have?
1: This is a great question. And I I had to think about it a little bit. And I think there's only one that you'll get zero debate from everyone. And that's Justin Jefferson. He's, I mean, Mm -hmm. you're, you're, you can argue whether he's one, two, three. I mean, but you drop him out of the top five, you're insane. Like he, he is absolutely, he is the cream of the crop. And when it comes to wide receiver, no doubt about that. I mean, but after that, everything is debatable. I think personally, I would still consider Daniel Hunter in there. He hasn't had a great start to the season. He was he was surprisingly quiet last night. I thought like, I thought he got shut down pretty well. Um, Had a couple of nice rushes and a couple of moves, but they, they scheme, out-schemed him. Um, But you know, I think he's still there, but it, I mean, if he keeps his kind of being quiet and maybe his best years are a little behind him and he hasn't, he isn't in that top tier of pass rushers. I mean, he's not at the, the, you know, Pre pectoral injury, J.J. Uh, Watt level, because those got, you know, there are a couple of players that are definitely getting the, the quarterback more often than him. But I mean, I guess it, it feels weird, but you could probably call Brian O'Neill an elite right tackle just because if you look at the combination of, you know, who, what right tackles in the league would you take mm-hmm. over him, like due to his dependability, his health, his durability, and age. And uh, yeah, Dave's saying, you know, maybe uh, Harrison yeah. Smith, because I'm wearing his hat. Still a very okay. good, still one of the better safeties but i i think we can all kind of you know, he, he makes sweet hats i mean he's got a he's got a career uh after football for sure him and unreal can uh can, they can keep on designing clothes but i think that's uh maybe a little fast and you know and of course maybe ryan wright after last night he's elite. <laughs> wow. I, I gotta, wow i just gotta so, keep giving the special teams props. i gotta what, find what is i'm that? a positive guy <laughs> what that that's five four elite
2: players five elite players Half.
1: I mean, but only one guaranteed. Yeah. You, could, you could argue both sides of it. Yeah, but again, I, I like the question because it calls in the question, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you need blue chippers to win in the NFL, and the Vikings might not have a ton. They have a pretty good overall team, but if you're going to be in that upper echelon, I don't think they're there yet. So you didn't mention Dalvin Cook. Uh, yeah, you can probably throw him in there, too. But I'm I'm still he upset didn't. with him after last night. He was he had he had a <laughs> poor poor game last night. See, I, I, again, this is when we're doing this. The right after the game, the the emotions are still raw. You didn't mention Eric Kendricks. Ah, uh, still one of the best coverage guys in like side to side. I don't know. He's like I think. I mean, when you have someone like Micah Parsons in the league now, like it it it's a different you know kind of. Echelon in there, and and again, these are all yeah. You can definitely mention them too, but yeah, like there's yeah, there's only I, one and I would. People guarantee.
2: are people are starting to talk about Micah Parsons as you know the second best defensive player in the league right now behind Aaron Donald. So here we are, all of a sudden we look old on both yeah. sides of the ball at some key positions, and that's that's a little concerning to me. I think that goes back to my my first question. These might be this might be more than one bad game. Let's go to the next question.
1: All right. So after we were two weeks in here, what is one personnel change that you would make for the Vikings after the first two games? Uh,
2: There's a lot of options here. I'm not going to steal all of them because I think you've got a couple. I'm I'm sure you have a couple options on the defensive side of the ball. I'm going to go offense and simply say more 11 personnel, please. Kevin O'Connell, you came here from the Rams, you won a Super Bowl with the Rams, they ran 11 personnel 90% of the time, and all of a sudden you're trying to switch to more two tight end sets because you have Johnny Munt and Irv Smith Jr. coming off a, 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 a torn ligament in his leg? No, stop it. You know we've got KJ Osborne, you know we've got Adam Thielen next to Justin Jefferson. Use those guys, use more 11 personnel and, and have faith in that system. Be a little bit more like the Rams. Please stop trying to do your own thing. Stop trying to get all cute with these running back screens and these, and these tight end deep balls. Just go with the wide receivers and run your offense out of that set. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I think that makes some good points, and I mean, uh, our our old pal that used to work for Star Tribune, Master Tyszati, and he uh, he had a great tweet I had to retweet yeah. last night. It looked like Adam Thielen was just out there getting a cardio workout yesterday for, until the I fourth mean, quarter. Like, get get the dude involved. Like, get Osborne. What, what does Osborne have? Like forty yards so far this year. Like, yeah, run that yeah, eleven. I mean, personal. design, design plays like, for them.
2: Yeah, play your stripes.
1: And so, but I will, I'll touch quickly on one. I think the, the personnel change that a lot of people, including myself, were kind of uh, barking for last night is, you know, they drafted that safety Lewis you know, again, I get it, He was out week one and maybe he's coming back a little solely. He got one defensive snap yesterday. And, and again, like, and Bynum, yeah. you could debate on, um, you know, the long touchdown that they gave up to Watkins last night. It looked like it was, might've actually been on Dantzler. And that might've been one of the reasons that Dantzler got pulled in favor of Evans to, uh, in the second half was it looks like uh, one was expecting cover four and the other was uh, expecting cover two. Either way, uh, Bynum, the, the, I, the, I hate the, the – the, what was it? Hurts' second touchdown. Bynum got – made contact with Hurts with at the, about the five or six and then did the pull. Hey, I'm going to get the ball. I'm going to get the ball. He's Make a
2: 240-pound running back slash quarterback. Why and did you, you know he can squat six hundred pounds?
1: Yeah, exactly. He and, he squatted. And, and, and he squatted you're, the, the, you're the
2: first defender there.
1: Yes, you tackle exactly. him.
2: The second defender is the one who's going for the rip.
1: Yes, and again, and it doesn't have to be seen instead of Bynum. All the time, I thought we were going to get some of these yeah. three safety looks. I mean, do we really like? Are, are we going to miss Chandon Sullivan in the slot that much so far? I mean, they've—I think he's been targeted probably six, like fourteen or fifteen times through the first two games. Again, he hasn't given up huge plays, but it's always open in the slot, and it's definitely not all Sullivan's fault. It's probably a lot of the scheme. But yeah, get get your best players on the field. I think that's what we're kind of arguing about here on both sides of the field. Put your best people in the best position to succeed because like we just kind of touched about on, on your last one, like there, there isn't a plethora of elite players that we can just trot out there. This isn't the, the Rams, F them picks kind of people, you know, like they're, <laughs> they're going to have to get some more out of these players. And if they, if they aren't putting their most talented players on the field, it is a little frustrating. Again, we're two weeks in. Yeah. We're not trying to, to jump to too many Deep conclusions. If, if, yeah, exactly. If we can't do this for 15 more weeks <laughs> if we're all going to flip out every time something <laughs> goes wrong. Things are going to go wrong. Things will go right again, hopefully too. But it, it, there are going to be other games like this. Hopefully not as bad on a lot of different fronts. But it's it's going to be difficult going forward. So yeah. But again, it's I think as long as the this team can take the lessons that they learned from this ass kicking basically uh, uh, on Monday night, then I think they're in okay shape. Yeah. But if if they can't change with uh with how they're being scouted, it's going to be a long season.
2: Yeah. Agreed. All right. Next question. Eric, what would a loss to Detroit mean for the 2022 season?
1: Well, I could tell you what it would mean for uh, Vikings Twitter. I mean, like, I, I I wish I could have saved, like, a bunch of the tweets from last Sunday. You know, like, all the positive response. Like, oh, you know, I don't know how many times I saw throughout different social media posts where it's like <laughs> – you know, this. I have a, just a feeling about this team. Like, it's, I, all the vibes and all the good, you know, like, that's like the, this team just feels different. Oh, the, they, they started the slime, off the, the MVP. Yeah, the slime.
2: Kevin O'Connell yeah. getting the...
1: Yeah. Exactly. It was all good vibes. And I bet those exact same people were j- jumping off the bandwagon last night. Well, it's season's over. You know, they, the Kirk sucks. Everyone sucks. They're, they're, they're getting all coached, outplayed. So, again, it's something in the middle. But another loss at home to Detroit, who, again, I think they're a much improved team. And if you want to talk about good vibes, we, I, we've had some uh, Twitter best, you know, DM conversations in our groups about, you know, how, what a culture Dan Campbell has built. And you know, and again, he is, the, he's the, he's the bell of the ball. He got on hard knocks. He says he's, he is the football guys, football guys crush, you know, like he is that, that guy, but I still think that, Lions are still a year or two away from being true contenders. That offense looks good. They they are going to put up some points, and if the defense doesn't make some adjustments, it could be a very long day for the Vikings defense. But if they lose that on, at home on Sunday, I think it it starts to kind of make you have to change your perspective because then it's going to London, to New Orleans. Then you're turning around on a on a lot of travel, and again, like the Vikings should be favored in the next three games. So if but if they start off that streak and uh with with a loss it it's uh mm-hmm. the, there will be a lot of gnashing and teeth and, and wailing and, and complaining and i can't say i can com- uh complain it because that's that the the vikings should beat the Lions. i think they're five and a half point favorites even though i think they opened at seven but after <laughs> monday night i'm sure it dropped a, a point or two but so it's it should be an interesting game it should be a fun game i think it should be a, a back and forth probably i'd probably go with the over but uh uh yeah it it I, I don't want to find out what a loss would mean, so <laughs> let's that's hope they take care of Yeah, this. well,
2: you know, I asked this question because we're kind of playing Detroit at the wrong time. You know, if we win, oh, it's just Detroit. If we lose, I feel like a lot of people are going to jump on that Lions ba- bandwagon, and it's oh, sure. It, for me, I, I think Detroit has shown enough. They played one close, they, one close loss. One close win, well, fourteen points, but it got a little close there at the end. I think it they're competitive, and beating a competitive team should be praised. So I think a win should allow us to take Minnesota very seriously and, and treat the Eagles game as a flip on the radar. At the same time, narrative don't die that easy, and the lions are the the lions. So it's gonna it's gonna cause a little bit of shockwaves, and I don't think it's just on Twitter. I don't think it's in the national media. I think it's in the locker room too, where they went, where they're going into this game at home, expecting a win. So you better go get it. You better go prove that you can recover from a bad road loss against in, in a game that you should win.
1: And we'll see yeah. what happens. And, and yeah, and all of those aforementioned great vibes in the preseason after week one, <laughs> it's going to be hard to come by in the locker room if they if they lose two yeah. in a row like that. Sure. All right, my yeah, last question for you. Fine. Adversity
2: is good. Go for it. Exactly.
1: For it. Yes. They're they they were gonna go 17 and oh. We knew that. Sorry. All right. This my last question kind of rolls in uh to the uh, kind of piggybacks on yours. After the next two games here, what will the Vikings record be when they return from London after the Saints game?
2: Oof. The easy answer is one and one, right? We're we're two and two. We beat either Detroit or New Orleans. Um, so that's probably the answer. I will say the second most likely scenario is that we win both and we're three and one. I think we've seen enough from, you know, our our offensive talent and our defensive talent in previous seasons, not just this season, to say that we should beat Detroit and New Orleans, or at least there's a more than 50% chance that we win both of those games. And then obviously the doomsday scenario is if we lose both. So I will say the record will be, I I'll say 2 and 2, but I'm leaning towards that 3 and 1 that Brian just put in the comments. What about you?
1: I I'm still leaning towards 3 and 1, but if if they do lose that game on Sunday and especially if they look anywhere near as bad as they did on Monday mm-hmm. night, it's a short week against an up and coming team, it, like it we there's definitely that scenario. Then you go into yeah. London with things and uh, London. kind of falling off, and the Saints. Who knows? I mean, last time we played the Saints, it was a lot different defense. But uh, Mr. Kamara scored six touchdowns, so uh, I would rather not see that again. So, yeah, that's it's. I could. All three are definitely on the table. I'll keep my uh, purple colored glasses on for a little longer, and I'll stay three and one. I don't feel great about it. I wouldn't bet on it, but I think that's what the is
2: is two and two a failure. Like no, and, and, you're still in it. The, The order is important here because if they lose to Detroit and then beat New Orleans in London, that's a lot different than if they beat Detroit and then come back from London with a loss. So it'll be really interesting. This is a great time to uh, find out what's actually going to happen with the 2022 bikes.
1: Yeah, it's an exciting time of year. As bad as Monday was, there's still plenty of football to, uh, to throw all sorts of takes on it. Dave, are you three and one?
0: I'm favoring three and one. Yes. Could they be two and okay. two? Yes. Could they be one and three? Yes. But see, I'm gonna, so we played the games the and then
2: we ended the show with the purple colored glasses. Y'all want to see? Y'all are calling us Debbie Downers <laughs> at the start of the show? Three
0: and one, baby. They're going to correct it. This <laughs> we'll is that here one all gimme all game season long.
2: Yes.
1: That, yeah, uh, hey, neither, neither of those two games are in a, in prime time. So, or mm-hmm. technically on the road. So we're great.
2: That's all I got. Just beat Detroit. Eric, you got anything to close?
1: Nope. Uh we're, we're, but we're, ex- we're excited. Uh, yeah. Just, just next game, next game up. Let's throw a, the, throw the tape out on Monday. There's not a lot of great stuff to talk about. Uh, hopefully next week at this time we'll have a, a W to talk about. Dave? Okay.
0: Uh, Uh, Remember, if you're in the Twin Cities area on the 29th at Lake Monster Brewing, our partner, they're having the Monster Bash with a a special cave of six different unannounced brews that they have, along with their hot apple cider and live entertainment starting at one o'clock in the afternoon going into the wee hours of the evening should be a great time. And for climbing the Pocket, tomorrow we have Vikings Happy Hour with a special guest from Detroit, no less. And we're going to be talking about that. Uh, we are talking with former player and special guest. Pardon me? Um,
1: Don't leave us hanging.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um uh, Glover, what's his first name? Um, Glover Quinn. Quinn.
1: Glover Quentin Quinn. Glover, Glover Glover Quinn, yes. Glover Quinn. Glover Quinn.
0: And uh so we're gonna have Glover Quinn tomorrow night on Happy Hour. It should be interesting. We'll be looking at what he thinks of the new Detroit Lions Kumbaya and yeah. their Rest- you know, restore the team. roar. Yeah. Yep.
2: Oh rainbows you know and butterflies. Uh,
0: And all how that's going. And then, of course, myself and Darren, your two old bloggers on Saturday with your pregame show for the Vikings and Detroit.
2: Nobody cares about a lack of false starts. Just tell me. me, What do you want the the coaches to say in the the film room? You think they're going to sit down and just watch everybody stay still and and say, good job? Come on.
0: Yeah, they're going to put a gold star up on the board. Hey, offensive yep. line. gold going. star! Boom,
2: Gold star. Hey, give, him a, give, him, give him a helmet Garrett,
1: sticker. Garrett, Garrett Bradbury, hang the banner. A uh, 60 PFF grade. <laughs> 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 okay, right.
2: we got to get out of here All before right.
1: we get to trouble. What All is, right, we'll see everyone next warm- week. Uh, thank you so much for uh, – <laughs> I love that someone suggested Ted Glover. It's going to be the guest <laughs> tomorrow. Okay, great work in the comments, everyone. Love it. Love you following along, and we will see you next time. Skull.